Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is an AFL off-season shit-posting podcast. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Brenton, have you got a highlight of the week past? Well, oh, there's been a few things going on. Oh, um, you see, Korean Zombie made his return after doing his yeah. national service for yeah. the South Korean Army. Great fight, and one hell of a knockout. Wasn't it? It was crazy. The crazy elbow. Yeah. 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 The sort of, I didn't know what you'd call it. It's. I guess it's an upside. It's almost like a no, somersault elbow. I did see uh, Tony Jar do it in uh, Ong Back. <laughs> I think it's the first South North elbow we've seen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's Korean like zombie. snapping crocodile or some yeah. shit they called it. It was winning the fight. And you reckon zombie was? Was he on the cards? I don't think I've seen Haven't the seen cards it. yet, but uh, one second to go in the fifth round, so the final round, one second to go, yeah. probably leading the fight, gets knocked the fuck out yep. with a ridiculous elbow by Yair Rodriguez. That could have been an accident. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's, it makes it interesting now that uh, you got like him back and Yair, who's got a bit of steam behind him again because he came out of the blocks like House on Fire being very, you know, um, very illustrative fighter who always put it on a good performance. Um, but then he sort of had to fight a few people that weren't quite, well, he fought BJ Penn. He was 120 years old. I think Josh has just brought up the scorecard and it looks like he was losing. Ah, no, he was winning, actually. Um, looks like he had three rounds for the white judge, which, you know, that's good. Um, he had 10, 10, 10. He had yeah. split split win if he had held on for another second. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Um, assuming the, yeah, the last round doesn't matter. Yeah, um, no yeah uh, Cerrone as well. I think he broke the record. Yeah, yeah, for... Most UFC most, wins. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he just took Bisping. Yeah, for yeah. that one. That was yeah. good to see too. But now he reckons that he's going back down to 155. Yeah, of course he's not. No. <laughs> just keep putting on good fights, Cerrone. That's all you need yeah. to do. But it was good that I saw on Reddit that Dana had some FaceTime with the Korean zombie telling him it's all good, you know, going to be looked yeah. after. Of course he is. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty he's, pretty a highlight. He's a pop- yeah. popular fighter. I just got... Drunk. <laughs> that was it. Did you see the F1 at all? I didn't watch it yet because I had to work the next morning. Um, but I saw the results and, yeah. Uh, yeah, for anyone that didn't see it, I'm going to spoil it for you because, fuck it. You ain't watching it now. The season's over. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, Verstappen was leading and uh, pretty comfortable. And he goes to pass Ocon uh, lapping him. And Ocon's in, you know, shit car, doesn't really matter. And he does. But he goes a bit too deep flat spots, you know, fucks around because, you know, he's, he's well up. Mm. But then because he got so deep, Ocon's like, well, fuck it. Uh, he's put the foot off now. I can take my position back. 
And so Ocon's thought, uh, all right, well, uh, I'll jump in here. So it goes up the inside. Verstappen shuts the door, but too late because Ocon's already alongside him. They come together. Verstappen spins out. And uh, Hamilton just sort of breezes on past and on, fuck it. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I'll take this. You Bradbury it. It's usually the other way around. It's Vettel or Hamilton getting spun. <laughs> yeah. But the, uh, the thing was, Verstappen lost his fucking mind. Uh, yeah. uh, he's not the most level-headed of lads. Yeah. Uh, let's be honest. Um, I don't know where he gets that from, knowing Joss. But uh, Ocon's like, I was taking the spot back. I'm a racer. Yeah. Fuck yeah. it. Uh, and fair play. I mean, if you're in his position, you know, down the field, if you crash trying to take your position back, that's a better result than finishing 14th. Yeah, yeah. Like at least then you show uh, the sponsors and everyone else that you're a racer. Yeah. If you're just calmly getting fucked, then you're not long for F1. Yeah. Um, but then afterwards, Verstappen cornered him and gave him a couple of shoves. <laughs> I didn't see that. And like Verstappen, I mean, probably extremely talented racer, but not intimidating. <laughs> like, there's no way we're taking two shoves like that from a uh, kid who's, what is he, 20? He's 5'10", 57 kilos. I'm going to say, they can intimidate jockeys. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, that's about it. He should have went and punched his dad. That's the way you get to him. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and he has to do uh, two days of community service. Oh, because wow. Of, which means just marshalling, really. And if an F1 bloke comes down to marshal, he's not really doing hard work, is he? He's not picking up bits of rubber he's off the track. Signing autographs. Yeah, he's going to sit there, sign some autographs, wave a couple of flags and be fucking done with yeah. it. What country does he have to do this service in? If it's the Netherlands, he ain't working hard at all. Oh, I hope it's Brazil. It's Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking I mean, dead. this is the first uh, first Brazilian Grand Prix where there hasn't uh, been an attempted kidnapping that I've heard about so far. <laughs> Not even joking. No, that's actually true. Usually on the way home, yeah. They just get cars that will try and box uh, uh, one of the driver's cars or the marshal's cars or whoever, team members, and yeah, literally try and kidnap mm. them. Try they they yeah. tried to do that to Bernie Eccleston and people got fucked up, like literally got yeah. shot. yeah. Because his security guards, like we don't fuck about. Yeah, it was Bernie. He probably doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's one of the ones where if uh, if Bernie's about to get kidnapped and you shoot three dudes and do twenty years to life, you're still getting paid. Yeah, like, Bernie will make sure that uh, for saving his life, and you know, even if his lawyers couldn't get you out of trouble, which they would, uh, your family ain't ain't going hungry. No. But uh, yeah. Um. My highlight, it's been... Wasn't that your highlight? I, th- I thought that was <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, I was just jumping in. Um, well, moving away from sport, there was a funny one that happened, and there's we've got a lot of politics around the moment with the US midterms and the state election coming up and every bastard trying to get their head in front of a camera, no matter how rough their head is. But uh, there was a chick on Twitter who's uh, popped up. Um, she's a, She goes by the name Reformed Republican, and she's... A black chick, and she's got a, a Make America Great hat on her head. Not one of the caps, but you know, uh, one of the... It's a bucket hat. Bucket yeah, hat. bucket yeah. hat. Well, it's nothing wrong with a good bucket hat. And yeah. she pops out with, I will hide it no longer. The left has made us feel as if black Republicans should hide away, but not anymore. So she's like, blacks for Trump, MAGA. And then uh, later on, right. she comes up with, um, I'm now getting kicked out. My mother literally woke me up out of my sleep and screamed at me, how could you support this monster? She doesn't even know him, so how can she be him monster? I just wish they understood. Um... So, gets kicked out, whole bunch of crap. Um, and then she's like, I need help. You know, I've got to pay for tuition. I've got to pay for mortgage. I'm setting up a GoFundMe. Can you please help out? So, she wants socialized <laughs> education. She got 250000 bucks in three hours. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Then, comes up with, 
Trump is a racist, homophobic, transphobic <laughs> bigot, and do you think my black ass would support that rotting ch- carrot? Ridiculous. Any black person can put on that ugly ass hat and say mugger, and y'all will instantly be out their ass because you want to prove so hard you're not racist. <laughs> and this goes on a massive rant of saying how fucking stupid they all are because all her Twitter history was like uh, anti-Republican crap. They're like, you, right. you fuckers don't even check this shit. <laughs> no, nah, they don't care. They, they found a, a, a flag bearer and that'll do. But, uh, you know, whatever side you fall on, or even if you're in the centre, you've got no horse in the race. If you're going to give money to someone, check their shit. Yeah. I think that's the fucking basics of that. Oh, well. Um, I've uh, been trying to fill the non-football weeks uh, recently, and I reckon since we last recorded a podcast, I've watched uh, watched a little bit of cricket. I've watched soccer. I've watched the NBL. I've actually enjoyed watching the NBL, so not too bad. Actually, there was a really good couple of games. The yeah, the Melbourne yeah. Uniteds have a, a real couple of come home ones, and yep. then when they faded at the end. But still. I, I've watched darts. I've watched snooker. Uh, I've watched poker. Um, tonight, I was watching the Jack Attack, which the is Jack yep right. the T Twenty version of lawn bowls. Okay, it's the rock and roll of lawn bowls. Let me tell you, there was five hours of live lawn bowls on oh, Fox wow. Sports tonight. Wow. <laughs> I watched it for a little bit. Um, it, to say it's, it's been struggle um, to try and find things, but uh, been going all around the uh, the dial just to find. Oh yeah, I want some sport. I yeah. just need something. Um, and let's face it, the cricket's not going to do it this year. No. But um, some other things I've noticed. Uh, the highlight of the week was it took the kids to Time Zone mm. on last weekend, right. um, in which you know is great and they love it um, and try and win tickets and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I thought it's I was not not the Box Hill Meth Lab one. <laughs> Uh, no, no. I think that's gone. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, replaced by to, like that laser pointer one, a, a bubble tea place or something <laughs> yeah. like that. The so, worst part for me about Time Zone is they've got like a Wangan Midnight and Initial D and all those yeah, fun racing yeah. games, but you need those cards. Yeah, yeah. and so you're like, fuck it, I'll get one. You put it in, and then you, you forget you about might it. race five or six races, get your yeah. car booted up, and then you lose the card because you're never going to fucking keep no, it in your no. wallet or anything because they're always full as fuck, and you're never going to go back there for another six months anyway. No, yeah, pretty much. But anyway, um. Uh, one of the kids wanted to play air hockey. I'm like, yeah, no worries. And it's a, a Pac-Man themed air hockey, right. whatever. You know, so there's got that whack, 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 you know, noises and stuff like that. So we start playing and, uh, you know, the puck goes around and, you know, I, I scored first because, you know, they're scrubs. I can fuck them up real good. Yeah. And so he pulls out the disc and we go again. And then I hear this, like, like a siren goes off. I'm like, okay, that's weird. All of a sudden, multi-puck. What? <laughs> There was about 20 mini pucks just flooded on. I'm like, Jesus. What the fuck's this? This is awesome. Yeah. So, whack, 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 whack. They're going everywhere. So, I found out the big pucks were worth 10, the little ones are worth three. I okay. found this out afterwards. Yep. And so, we're going, oh, crazy. The pucks just flooded everywhere. All right. No worries. And then, siren again, more of them. Oh, jeez. <laughs> There's about 20 each time. It was fantastic. It was the greatest yeah. thing I've ever seen. Air hockey is dangerous enough with just one puck. Yeah. Like, I've never managed to keep the puck on the table for the whole game. No, it, it had like it had nets set up on the side. And I thought, okay, yeah. that's, I guess that's safer. That's all right. I had no clue this was coming. Yeah. It was brilliant. The what a is, great when, idea. When I'm losing and I want to aim the puck at someone, it's impossible to get off the table. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, usually when you play, you're sort of trying to line up your shots and you're looking yeah. at your opponent. When it's multi, multi-puck, you just look down. Just defend. <laughs> that's all you're doing is just da-da-da everywhere. So the motion you're doing is sort of the reverse uh, reverse cowboy. Reverse cowboy? Yeah, you know, when you flip your hand over and you rub one out? Oh, right. Does that feel like someone else is doing it? Nope, never heard that one before. I just guess someone else to do it. No, it's, it's more um, Mr. Miyagi um, side side. That's all it is. You see, is that how you hold the little, what, what the fucking thing called, the paddle? Paddle, yeah. yeah. So I hold it with like my fingers around it, palm down. 
But you hold it like gripping a joystick. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't really think about it that much. Yep. I just grab it. Um, no, I do the whole on top there. And just yeah. Anyway, multi, uh, multi-puck ice hockey is the greatest thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, it was even better Air because hockey. I got to, uh, what do I call it? Ice hockey. Yeah. Air hockey. Multi-puck uh, ice hockey would be pretty I'd awesome. Probably be just as good. I yeah. can't follow one puck in hockey though. It's <laughs> amazing though. Multi-ball has been in pinball for, you know, 50 years. Yeah. And it's only just starting to get into other sports. Yeah, like real sports. That's what we need. There needs to be more of it. Um, so multi- did you win? I, I want to see multiple baseball. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, I, I probably won. I, I honestly, I don't know. I was just so impressed with it. Yep. Then I go tell my wife, you've got to try this one. I won't tell you what happens. <laughs> unfortunately, somebody else was playing it before they got there and they saw it. So um, that wasn't a, a, as good for them. Um, so that was a, a, a weird one, but uh, I really liked it. Um, all right. I thought we'd go back into our loose units. Um, so I've, I've got a loose unit here um, that I'm going to take you through. Um, it's, uh, it's a short career, but it's a long story. How's that sound? Yep. Um, and off right off the top, I'll name my sources. Uh, there's uh, the Late Tackle magazine and a guy named Neil Cotton, who I got a lot of this stuff from, and obviously Wikipedia and that kind of shit. Um, but he's, uh, he's a big fan who, who really gave some of the background story for it. It's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. Uh, yep. A fan of us? Uh, I'm sure he's never never heard of us. And 442, um, you know, which is a, a big website when it comes to soccer and that yep. kind of stuff. So going to the world of soccer. Now, we need some background first. Um, we're going to the team of Southampton, and they're called the Saints. And if you had to compare them to an AFL team, the Saints is probably right. They're the strugglers, you know. Yep. Um, so the highlight of their year is really getting into the top league, the uh, top-tier EPL, and staying there. So uh, 1992, they've made it in, back into the, the top league. The- That'd also be the shitty Hampton, too, because Wolverhampton sounds awesome. Yeah, Southampton South. sounds a bit shit. Yeah. Um, uh, they, I, I don't know. I'd have to compare their records to see who stays in the top flight the most. But, you know, winning games isn't really their thing. Surviving relegation is. Yeah. Well, so, in that case, get the better merch. Fucking Wolves versus Saints. Nah, it's bullshit. Um, so they, they are a battler. You know, they're stuck with a, a ground capacity of about 15,000. Yeah, it's not much. They don't have much financial clout, you know, or, or prestige. There's nobody <laughs> bragging to go play for the Saints, you know. <laughs> Were they an expansion team? I mean, I think they're all expansion teams when it comes to the English <laughs> soccer. Um, but, you know, you wouldn't have, you both vaguely follow English soccer. You're aware of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can pick the teams if they're the top yeah. 10. You wouldn't have known that Southampton were the Saints. No. No, exactly. So neither are I. That, that gives you an idea of where they're at. I would have called them the Rabbitohs. So in 92, they've made it back into the top league. Um, and in the 95-96 uh, season, um, they were terrible and they finished 16th. And uh, So 17th down gets relegated. Yep. They finished 16th. And only on goal difference. Um, right. The final game of this season, uh, they survived with a nil-all draw against Wimbledon. Fucking, no wonder soccer's so popular. That ex- <laughs> nil all draw, celebrate that shit. Yeah, well, it means they stay in the, you know, in the top tier, um, and, and that means you know more money for them. Actually, does it? What is it better to stay in the top tier yeah. and just yeah. be just fucking shit house? Yep. Yeah, it's always better um, because uh, if you do have any good players, they'll have it into their contract. If you get relegated, they're out. Yeah. Actually, I remember that and happened with uh, Newcastle and Mark Baduka. So probably they got relegated, and he was like, "Fuck well, this, I'm out." My contract yeah, exit clause, um, and the money—the the difference between the—I think they call it the championship. Yeah, yeah, um, the Premier League and the Championship. One yeah, and two. Yeah, I think that's the second tier is called the Championship. Um, yeah. The difference in money is massive, so that's why you got to stay. Do you reckon there'd be players at the? top of the championship league who are like the best player in the league kind of thing and they're like fuck out we to get promoted because uh, I don't want to train that hard 
Well, a lot of them actually, if they get promoted, they end up going, well, guys, don't need you anymore. Yep. See you later. <laughs> that, that happened. I think it was Leicester City, a, a, yeah. a lot of them. Yeah. But you get uh, paid out, surely. Although, well, who knows? Yeah. Um, so anyway, going into the uh, the next season, um, all they had to cheer really all year was uh, a few moments of uh, brilliance from Matt Leticia. Um, oh, Matty. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to mispronounce a lot of names here because I'm not that familiar with soccer, but you know, just bear with us for the sake of the story. Um, what would his nickname be? Matt Letizia. Letizia. Yeah. People know their names are probably another story already, so they're probably skipping. Exactly. <laughs> Millet. Um, so uh, he's their star striker, and he's basically all they've got. So anyway, they've had a manager change in the off-season, and they've got a bloke by the name of Graham Sounis. So Sounis uh, had a lot of success over in Turkey, and, and uh, you know a little bit of uh, controversy and that kind of stuff. But Turkey uh, and controversy? Bullshit. Who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought? Soundness or Sounis? Soundness. Sound. S-O-U-N. E-double-S, soundness. Um, but he's a big-name manager. Right. He's a named coach. Like, imagine if the AFL went out and you've, uh, you know, you're going for a new coach and you get somebody that, oh, yeah, okay. Um, it, it, John Worsfold comes back in. You go, yeah. right, we've got somebody. Is he on Football Manager 2018? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to assume no. But oh, well, then I probably would never heard of him. Who, who would know? He's no Mark Jednak. Anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> that started to get, you know, the, the local press going. And in the off-season, he said, well, I'm going to attract... Um, you know, the big name players from all across Europe and all over the globe. I want to get exciting players. I want to put passion back into the game. And, and the press is eating it up and they're loving it. Um, so anyway. So uh, he avoided Germany? He, he didn't. He looked everywhere. Um, so you look at the passion. But, I don't know if that's the place. You know, the, well, it depends what your goal is, really. The stories are starting <laughs> um, and he's doing, doing as much as he can. Um, but during the year, they've had a little bit of bad luck with injuries and that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess in the year they're in the bottom end of the table and they're, they're really struggling. And then he gets a phone call. Right. And that's where our story really starts. It's a few, it, it all starts with a phone call. Always. Does. It always does. That's why it just donates the phone. Even the <laughs> numbers, numbers that are, that's like visible, not even private numbers. If I don't know the number, eh, I'll, I'll check voicemail. Yeah. Never no, check voicemail. I do that all the time. You get, uh, numbers that you don't recognize. You're like, hang on. I do that. Uh, I've. Google it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, it's so-and-so. They they want money for this. I'm like, fuck yeah. that. I'm not answering this shit. Yeah. And Richmond Footy Club, I'm like, you're ringing me so often for, for money or buy tickets. I'm like, you guys are loaded. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm already paying you. Fucking... Actually, how, actually how the fuck can you call 100,000 people in one year? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I know the maths. It's, yeah, it's possible. Know. But you're going to need about 1,000 uh, call centre staff. Or maybe they outsource. I don't know. Probably right, actually. Well, they did build a new centre. I mean, it looks pretty dingy. Maybe there's like a little, I don't know, windowless... Uh, production line going on downstairs. Maybe they get the merch. I don't know. Well, merch sucks. So yeah. Well, yeah. no, I don't think so because we tried to buy merch and they didn't have enough to send out. So, so I, I still can't find uh, the the grand final premiership Guernsey, like the, the yellow and black ones. Because they didn't the make yellow color with the black stripe. Yeah, they didn't make enough of them. Why the f- that? How the fuck is that possible? Like I do not know. They changed the Guernsey for the grand final. Like yeah. you know, whatever reasoning behind it, they do it and they win the flag. Who gives a shit? But to not have that merch for sale even a year later, you'd still fucking buy one. I would. Yeah. Dad would still buy one. It'd have to be fucking 8XL. Yeah. Maybe 10. But uh, he'd still wear it proudly. Yeah. Anyway, phone call. Graham Soundness received a phone call. Yep. Now, the phone call he received was purported to be from George Way. So George Way uh, was an absolute star for AC Milan and former World Footballer of the Year. Um, he was the spearheading AC Milan's attack... Um, the side will go on to win Syria A, um, and yeah, ninety nine. Syria, Syria. Ah, yeah, um, and World Player of the Year. So a legitimate, absolute superstar right. has yep. called up Graham Soundness and has said, 
I've got a tip for you. There's this kid coming out of um, Sudan. Uh, he was an absolute star. I think you should sign him. Now, should we get some background? Sudanese football. Yeah, it's big. It's yeah. big. It, 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 it is massive. But how does it rate in terms of league? Oh, they don't really have a league, but they have a lot of great players. Like it, coming out of Africa, um, you know, it's certainly on the up and up. Um, like I said, George Way was, uh, you know, foot, world footballer of the year, hmm. and he's out of Africa. He was the first African to get it. Right. So they're the, the new wave. So it, it's a bit like, um, I think, in Australian football terms, when you hear about, you know, some kids coming out of the Pilbara and you go, yep. well, this kid's an absolute fucking superstar. Yeah. And then where's the next one coming out of there? Yeah. So the timing was perfect. He said, there's this guy, um, he's, uh, been playing, you know, around those other leagues. I think it'd be a great pickup for you. He's got a couple of international goals with uh, Senegal. Did I say Sudan? I meant yep. Senegal. Oh, okay. Ap- apologies. That's different. Um, but uh, so he's got Magic Door's already been picked up. Um, so he, he's got uh, some elite division um, experience, international experience, and uh, he's my cousin. You'll do your work. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm already seeing the flaw in this uh, this proposal, but uh, yeah, run with. So Graham Sanders has thought, you know what? I've promised big name players. He's a kid with uh, experience. There's a good story here. Let's try him. Yeah. I'll give him a 30 day contract. Come down, have a tryout for us. 30 day contract, not a massive one. Let's just see how he goes. To be fair, that's all less ambitious than Bruno Senna. Now, what he doesn't know right now um, is that. He wasn't the only one to receive this phone call. Another couple of clubs had as well. And uh, most of them just went, what? No, go, bang, hung up. Graham didn't. Having them asked for a bit of money so they could transfer a a big win from the Nigerian Prince back. (laughs) They might have got through that. Um, So here's what Sounders said at the time. Uh, Sorry, uh, he said, we said, come down and train with us for a week or so. We'll see what's what. See what you've got. Um, And the guy's name was Ali Deer. So George Way's cousin, Ali Deer. Right. Uh, So maternal cousin, one would think. Well, I mean, there were a few holes in the story. Like I said, this guy was coming from uh, Senegal and uh, um, Graham Way was from uh, Liberia, um, who are different countries, but never mind. Hey, it's all Africa, right? Well, to be fair, if you uh, had a map of Africa and said, uh, name the countries on the continent, once you get past Egypt, Montenegro... South Does Madagascar count? South, South Africa, Africa Zimbabwe, uh, Tanzania. I think, uh, yeah, I'm pretty much yeah. fucked the, after that. So Ali Dia's career has been covered a lot. So there is a lot of quotes and a lot of stuff I can see uh, to look this all up. Um, but I gave you the sources at the top. So here's what, uh, uh, 10 years after the fact, what Matt Latissa, the, the star striker, um, here's what he said about... Oh, the Tiss. Uh, uh, starting. Um, I call him Boom Tiss. So this is about Ali Dia. After he signed a 30-day contract, he comes down. This guy turned up at the recommendation from George Way. Apparently, he was the cousin of George Way, and he said, this guy is a pretty good footballer. Give him a try. He came down on Friday morning, and he trained with us, and he played in the five-a-side. To be honest, he wasn't very good. <laughs> Trial has come and go, and I thought, this is going to be the same thing, and he wouldn't want to see him, and we wouldn't ever see him again. Um, so he's turned up to training, and uh, later on, when he goes, uh, reflects on it, he said, uh, he, he was shit house, but this happens all the time. You know, People yeah. come in, yeah. whatever. So uh, they're playing Leeds um, that weekend. And like I said, they are struggling to get a fully fit side together. Yeah. Um, so with that, so when you're attracting talent, there's no draft or anything in Premier League no, soccer, no, is there? No, it's money talks. Yeah, so it's just... You can sign whoever you like. There's no salary like. cap, no draft. People turn up and you're like, fuck, he can go. So uh, you throw some cash at him and he has a run. And then if he's shit, you stab him. 
yeah. yeah, pretty much. I mean, sure. I know they have transfer windows that close and you can't sign players and all that kind of stuff, yeah. but pretty much players come and go all the time. I should have played a couple of seasons of Football Manager so I could get back up yeah. to my soccer. Yeah, it sounds like what they do with horses in the US. They have races where, I forget what they call them, but uh, the, the horses, if it wins, it might get picked up. The losers all get shot. Yeah, no, because they don't do handicap so much. They do um, straight up, straight up racing. Yeah. So if you're a fat jockey, you're fucked. Yeah. Um, you're a NASCAR driver. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, never mind. This happens all the time. It turns up he's no good. Um, one of the other players, uh, the bottom line is that we watched him in training and had made up our minds that he wasn't good enough. But then in training, we had a problem with Latis. I guess that's his nickname. And three other strikers went down injured. Um, that, this is the coach talking. Does, How many? Does, uh, does old mate have an alibi? <laughs> uh, no, but was, not not beyond. Not beyond. Was uh, were any of them not talking? Um, so this is the coach, Soundness. Um, Terry Cooper, one of the other uh, managerial staff, suggested that maybe we should register him just for one game. If he has to go on, he has to go on. Uh, you know, whatever. He's really just, you know what, we're short. Remember there was a few years ago with the Gold Coast where Matty Lappin said he had to suit up for the reserves? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty much like that. You know, if we need him, we're not going to need him, though. You know, if something yeah. happens, but we register him, he'll just sit on the bench. We don't worry about it. So this is like the under-14 kid turned up to the bigger A game to yeah. run water, and they're like, hang on, four people have gone down. You just sit on the bench, mate, and uh, keep the numbers up. Pretty much. Well, they asked the players about it, and they said, like, you know, covered, at the uh, the trial during the week, he was hopeless. They rock up on Saturday... And he's in the change rooms. And they thought, oh, well, good on him. He, he's tried. He gets to watch the game as well. <laughs> then he's putting on a Guernsey or, or what do they call it? The kit. Cheers, whatever. Yeah. Like, well, this is interesting. Um, he's going to sit on the bench. <laughs> Actually, on that, it's funny how we call them Guernseys. And yeah. uh, in the UK, they call them Jerseys. Yeah. Both breeds of sheep. Let's so I'm assuming there, strip, might be a, there might be a wool, I don't know, thing going on. Guernsey oh, and yeah. Jersey are both. I have no idea. Livestock. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I thought they called it a strip. Well, I've had, yeah, that as well. I've had this conversation with an Englishman and he said they're a Jersey. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what's a Guernsey? Well, they're both sheep. I'm like, oh. I don't know. It, it was Cornish. I don't know. He might have been fucking them. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, all right. So they're at the game against Leeds. Um, and like I said, Latisse or Latissa, Matt Latissa, whatever he was, um, he thought, well, this is interesting that they've just given him a go, whatever. Um, but he's the star of the side and he pulls his calf 10 minutes oh, into the game. Fuck. So what does the coach do? Looks down the bench and goes, he's been on all the papers. <laughs> Ali Dia is my man. Put him on. <laughs> so for his debut in the English Premier League, Ali Dia <laughs> runs onto the ground. Um, 
within short time, uh, the ball comes to him in the in the front half. It's his first touch, and he's absolutely rocketed one towards the goal. He's he's gone up in celebration already. Now the goalkeeper did have to move, but he stopped it. Yeah, but, yeah. But that's fine. Um, well, I'm not saying soccer is known for premature celebration, but Jesus fuck, yeah. they actually do get yeah. a goal. There's a five minute. It makes the NFL players look tame by comparison. Yeah, and I was totally expecting that to be his own goalkeeper. Yeah, mind, <laughs> mind you, when you, your whole team might score three goals for a season, I guess you celebrate them when you get them. Yeah. Um. So uh, that's his first touch, and uh, like I said, uh, the the guy whose story I'm reading, uh, Neil Cotton, who was a massive uh, Southampton fan, he thought. This is it. I've got great seats. You know, it's a small ground as well. You can get so close to it. He goes, this is the superstar. This is the guy who's going to get... This is the start. Sure. So, <laughs> so this is the 15,000 capacity ground. So yeah. he's, he's probably got pretty... If you've got uh, season tickets to that, you are a diehard yeah. fan. Um, and even before the game, uh, Salness is still singing up his praises. You know, saying he played with George Way over in Germany and played in the second division in Germany. And, yeah. you know, so there is so much media hype. And his first touch, it's a shot on goal. It's not a terrible shot, but yeah. it didn't go in. And I said it was his first touch, didn't I? Yep. He played for another 35 minutes. Oh, did not Jesus. touch the ball again. Um, that was his only touch. How long was his hype up before his actual match? Oh, it was only a week. Only oh, a geez. week. An African player who got hyped up for just a week, mate. I'm a North Melbourne fan. We're, so We've done years. Here's, yeah. here's Tiss, who recounts it. He came down and fought, uh, to be honest, it wasn't very good. Um, he turned up the next day to play against Leeds, and he's named on the subs bench, which I thought was a bit strange. After about 20 minutes, I get a calf strain, and it's me that comes off for Ali Dia. It was unbelievable. He ran around the pitch like Bambi on ice. He, <laughs> he was so embarrassing to watch, Graham Sounders actually had to take him off again after half time. He was that bad. It was a great wind-up. I bet he just was chuffed to get out onto the pitch. I have no idea if it was George Way's cousins or not. I don't think he was. He was just chuffed to get out on the pitch and play. I think it was a great wind-up for someone who came up with this idea. Um, so... He did not touch the ball for 35 minutes. They said he ran around like he was trying to avoid the ball even. Well, well yeah, I mean, he doesn't touch the ball for, for 35 minutes. If a goalkeeper doesn't touch the ball for 35 minutes, it's a good game. So, you know, yeah. a bit, it might be racist, actually. He was like yeah. a headless chicken, but the funny thing was he was running everywhere the ball wasn't. I think he was trying to avoid it. It <laughs> was very odd. Not quite sure how a man of Graham's experience fell for that. He and was just waiting point. for a one-two. Exactly. <laughs> Never got the one. He was uh, the, just a Nathan Buckley. <laughs> The next morning, he turned up for treatment on an injury, the physio was telling me. <laughs> so Sunday morning, he treats up, has a bit of treatment, he leaves, and then we never see him again. He never came back, he just leaves, nobody knows where he went, never to be seen again. Actually, I think I've had that treatment too, when you turn <laughs> up and say, uh, look, uh, I've, uh, I think I've put my talent, um, I, I don't think it's going to recover. And they're like, mate, that, that's unrecoverable, that talent is gone. Um, so even the coach afterwards uh, said... Um, you know, uh, he went for about half an hour without touching the ball. I'd never seen that before. Uh, Leeds ran out two ne two nil winners, and Dia was officially released from his contract after two weeks. Um, but he had one shot on target, yeah. Yeah, one one kick, one I've touch. Had, I've had worse strikers. Well, yeah. see, after that is when you have the injury, and that's where you're like, look, I was I was going so good, but now I'm injured. Shit. So, yeah, I mean, a few weeks give me another chance. Um, uh, after leaving Southampton, Deer had a short spell at Northeast non-league club Gateshead before moving into business. So Gateshead is fifth tier. Right. Um, yep. So they signed him for some reason. Um, and so the story of Ali Deer goes on, and for a few reasons. One was, you know, his uh, his time at uh, at Gateshead. 
Um, I don't fault the bloke for having a crack, though. No. Oh, why not? I had a dream once that uh, Dad bought an F1 team. Jesus. And then he was like, oh, you drive. And then, you know, when they have those dreams and you're like, there is no way known I'm qualified to drive a Formula 1 car. I will yeah. fucking die. But in my dream, I'm like, yeah, but this might not happen again, so I'm going to have a crack. And, and then I can't remember what happened after that, but I remember just thinking, this is fucking stupid, but I'm going to do it. So he signed up for Gateshead, um, and he got a 1,500-pound signing fee. And everybody knows that he got a 1,500 signing on fee because the club supporters paid for it. They got together uh, to, to get him over. Um, so after talking that, so this is... He's uh, making his debut for Gateshead in front of 423 fans <laughs> at the Gateshead International Stadium. Um, he had a bit of pace. He actually scored. Um, scored? But fast, yeah. This after his initial success, he went downfield fast. So one thing, I, I, I don't know if it's mentioned in those articles or not, but uh, the initial call to the uh, Southampton coach. Yes. Did that perhaps sound a little less like the uh, former player of the the year, George Way, and a bit more like the bloke who turned up, Ali Deer. To this day, Ali Deer maintains he does not know who made that phone call. <laughs> he like a lot of the talk about it, like they don't know if he was living out of fantasy or if he's just one of those guys that went with a lie and just went, yeah, it's true, and just believed it. Because yep. uh, they asked, they asked him afterwards, like. Um, what happened? How did you get onto Southampton? He said, well, uh, this man, George Wade, called and said, I, I was a good player. I am a good player. And so I got on. And they said, so who made that phone call? Well, this I tell you, I don't know. And then uh, the line went dead. You know what? I, I think he's got a big future in a sports agency because, geez, he's, uh, he's already more successful than about 99% of sports agents around the world. Um, he, he got his player in. Okay, so anyway, at Gateshead, like I said, he did score on debut, but it was not without uh, a few funny incidents. Like, um, he's still he's still talking about how he played with George Way in Germany right. and all that kind of stuff. How old is this guy? Uh, he was in his 20s. Right. Um, well, you know, sometimes people might fudge their age a little bit. I think he said young, yeah. early 20s, and he might have actually been closer to 30, but yeah. who, who knows? Um, yeah, I do that all the time. But he's still saying, you know, he played international. He scored international yeah, goals. It's not intentional. I just forget how old I am. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's saying all this. Um, and he's he's bragging about the money he's made and uh, how he drives a Mercedes. And uh, his Gateshead fan, uh, sorry, uh, co-players, uh, teammates, have said, when he first came, he used to go on and on about his Mercedes too. What he didn't tell us was that it was 15 years old Mercedes. <laughs> when he drove that Kang... Oh, that, I thought you meant Mercedes 2. I'm like, bought it in Albania. A, a Mercedes 2 series? No, it's actually, probably find the owner in England. It's just used. A 15-year-old Mercedes, when he drove this banger into the car park, <laughs> we fell apart laughing. Um, so Gateshead's got a new manager named Jim Platt. He uh, inherited Deer. Uh, oh, he's wow. still on there, on the team. Um, he was similarly unimpressed. Um, once against Slough, Slough Town, um, he sent him on as a substitute with 10 minutes to go, hauled him off with four minutes remaining. <laughs> <laughs> um, they uh, they got rid of him. Um, Do they have a player coach rule in the EPL? Because I, <laughs> I feel like uh, whatever fifth division league he was in, the coach would be like, fuck it, that, I'll just I'll take it. Um, eventually, Dia was released by the conference side, Gateshead. Yeah. But in typical style, that didn't single the end of the ever-persistent striker. One night after training, a reserves team manager at the time, former Newcastle striker Alan Shoulder, pulled a piece of paper out of his pocket, says Gateheads, the owner of Gateshead, John Gibson, who owned the team then. He says some guy had turned up unannounced at training and joined him with the boys. <laughs> the player then told Shoulder that he thought he could do a job for the club and wanted to sign for them. 
How did that piece of paper get in his pocket? <laughs> I think he just thought it was interesting. Um, so John Gibson said, I obviously knew David. Uh, David is uh, David Ginola, who was a Paris, uh, play for Paris, one of the big teams over there, yeah. and a French international. Um, so he said, I knew David through my work with Newcastle, and he didn't know who the hell Dia was. <laughs> but Dia had a photograph of him with David Ginola. Right. He said, I've got a photo, you know, we know each other, we played in Paris. <laughs> so the owners called David, goes, who's this guy? He goes, no, nope, never heard of him. <laughs> um, the problem was, when he saw the picture, it was the kind of snap that people took with him whenever he set him foot, aside, foot inside a Newcastle nightclub. So basically, <laughs> he just found him, put his arm around him, click, and that's his, that was his CV for soccer. Um, uh, Gibson also said, Dia was a bit of a Walter Mitty. I think he got into the situation of believing all of his own bullshit. The funny, funniest thing is that his original story never made sense either. He was supposed to be a cousin of, or friend of George Way, but Way was from Liberia, uh, Liberia not Senegal. Um, but he, Gibson does admit that Deer was a highly likable character. So, you know, he's... Yeah. The mascot. The mascot. Um, and It seems like he'd be a great stage magician, like getting pieces of paper in people's pockets, <laughs> getting phone calls made that no one knows what's happened. Um, he could have a career there. Even the fans that fronted up the 1,500 pounds did not care because, you know, <laughs> it became a crowd favourite. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of the other players said, he just loved the fans singing his name. <laughs> Says... Uh, <laughs> Even when... Dear, what, what fucking song yeah. are they singing? Well, well I'll tell you. The other team's fans. <laughs> Even when we were singing, Ali Dia is a liar, is a liar, he would have a huge grin on his face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of um, The Dictator, the the movie with yeah. Ali G. Yeah. When he's got... Uh, what was the character name? Other Din? Yeah, something like that. I can't remember. They're the song that went through... Um, what was the tune of? Like, you've seen the song, yeah? The yeah, movie? I've I seen it a long time that. ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, in fact, can't run the tune, never mind. So anyway, um, Deer's career would never really take off. Um, and he, I think in 2001, he went to university in England and got a degree and disappeared into business. Um, but the reason... But he's not actually silly. He got a degree. No. I'll tell you what, he's smarter than 90% of people he's called, apparently. Yeah. But his story keeps getting told because obviously uh, whenever... You know, um, they do the top 10 worst signings and right. you know, yep. the, the Daily Mail does the worst 50 EPL footballers of all time. He's yep. number six. Yep. Only played one game. He played half an hour, touched the ball once, <laughs> but he still gets talked about. It's a good touch. He's um, Aaron Keating. But, uh, and this is, you know, nearly 20, 22 years ago. Yep. Um, and it's still talked about. Um, and he's become legendary status. And a lot of it is because, um, in part, nobody can find him anymore. He literally really? disappeared. Played for these couple of clubs. Um, and all these stories from all these uh, other soccer websites that try to find him. They called these old clubs that he went to. They called the university he went to. And they went, we'd never heard of him. Um, there was one that got him on the phone in 2008. And the other ones that asked him about, you know, how did the phone call happen? Yep. He went, I don't know who it was, and hung up. And that's the last time he's heard from is in 2008. But if you call him, how do you know you're talking to him? Or you're talking yeah, to the George Way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, George Way had to come out and said, nah, don't know him. It wasn't, I never made that phone call. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, I'm not shocked. Um, you know, and so especially in this year, this uh, era of social media, and he just does not have an online footprint. Um, but uh, uh, Neil Cotton, um, who tells the story, uh, finishes off like this. The story is compelling for another reason too. Whatever his own personal motiva motivations or circumstances, Dia lived out every fan's dream of getting onto the pitch. Yeah. Um, so he finishes up with uh, Southampton uh, EPL one game, zero goals, and Gates Head in the fifth tier, eight games and two goals. So that's his official record that we know. The rest of it he spoke about 
obviously never happened. No. But he might have played some other, you know, park footy or something. Who knows? But that is the story of Ali Dia, I mean, the most famous one game EPL player of all time. I think I've still got a chance. It would have been good if, like, in his one Premier League game, he just went and tried to trade Guernsey after the, after the match with, like, <laughs> the team members. Just pick up the star. Or even, like, three team members. Just, like, get negotiate your way up to the best Guernsey. <laughs> Who'd they actually play? It was, Leeds. Uh, who have since fallen away, but I, yeah. I don't know who they're. Imagine they were playing or Arsenal or Man United or something. He's like, you know, uh, I, I can I can be persuaded. In those days, you know, imagine if he played, he tried to swap Guernseys with Beckham or something like that. <laughs> imagine that first goal actually gone through. All of a sudden, it would have been like, this kid might have something. Turn the, the and then you've got, uh, you know, say Chelsea going, oh, we'll pay you £100 million. And he's like, okay. Oh. What <laughs> he would, would have shit next game, they would have seen him in the A-League. After the fact, though, like he, he never admitted that he lied. Like, yeah. Even though it was quite clear that he had, like, even if you made a phone call to the uh, Senegal Federation of Football, you could have asked, and they went, "No, who the fuck's that?" But he, he believed it, and so, he did not. He would not admit it was a lie. So someone got caught in uh, dishonesty and decided to back themselves rather than admit <laughs> fault. Sounds for years. Like, sounds like professional sportsman to me. Yeah, exactly. uh, I think he was overqualified for but the EPL. Even the coach, Soundness, he wouldn't admit that he got duped. He was yeah. like, well, it was worth a try, wasn't it? You know? Well, well, you I, never know. What I understand uh, is, He got fucked. <laughs> is that after his first game, that he just disappeared. Like, he still had three weeks left on a rock-solid contract. Uh, I would have been in there fighting and being like, oh, well, injury, you know what I mean? I think he realised, yeah, oh, this is not going to work out the way I thought it was. Um, but, uh, it was, hey, the lad did it. You probably couldn't do that in this day and age um, no. anymore, you know, because one look on YouTube, you figure out, hmm, not true. Yeah. I think we're almost at the time where you can. Actually, now that you mention that, I've just realised in the last week, uh, a heavy metal band did it. I yeah. You saw that story. Um, a, a guy basically set up his own Facebook page for his band um, and said he had hundreds, thousands oh, yeah. of fans and he just paid, bought them, yep. went on a European tour and not one ticket was sold. Yeah, not one mm. single person was there. Yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. Usually, so you can, still can. We usually just like, I remember there was, I can't remember what the band was, but uh, a dude went on to Wikipedia and like yep. changed his name and said he was one of their cousins. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm a cousin. Like, check out Wikipedia. Um, and looked yeah. up, like, holy shit, he is. In you go. And the band went, yeah, good yeah, job. I've got a feeling it was like Link 182 or some nah, shit. No, it, was, it wasn't that big. that big. Yeah. It was some it was, it was it was like punk pretty, pretty band. Big, yeah. yeah. I'm Not trying massive, to think, but I, I do remember that happening. Uh, and yeah. fair play, the, the dude earned it. Mm. But I, I do like these stories. And like I said to you, Brenton, it reminded me of your uh, snowboarder when you yeah. did the last yeah. loose unit. Elizabeth Sweeney. Yeah. And there's another great one called The Phantom of the Open. Uh, if you look that up, it was about a guy that um, played one saw golf on the TV and thought, "I want to play in the Masters." Yeah. And uh, to, the main part of the story is he rung up and they said, "All right, if you're an amateur, you have to qualify." Yep. And he goes, oh, "What about pros?" And they go, "Pros get in straight away." How do you become a pro? Well, you tick the pro box. <laughs> we do have the loose. Okay. Yep. yep. Done. We do have the loose units in the back catalogue from last year, so you can yeah, yeah. you can chase yeah, those up so if you like. But, um, they're very very good. But uh, that's uh, yeah, that's the story of Ali Deer. Um and uh, Donk Dunk, who does the gambling podcast. I know he's yep. mentioned him once or twice before. He's one of his favourite stories about uh, yep. English Premier League soccer. Well, that would have been his era as well. Yeah, Dunk or, actually living in UK. Yeah, Scotland, yeah, he would have been. Would have been. Still Who's actually followed? Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. Through and through. Don't ever yeah. mistake that. He, he has it tattooed on him, literally. Yeah. Fair play. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't uh, begrudge those guys that try and aim high. <laughs> like uh, ambition, I think, is three quarters well, of success. If I, if I was the coach, 
after that first game, I would have gone on the shoulder, tapped you on the shoulder and gone, mate, you fooled me. Well done. You got, yep. the, you got your bluff. Take your free Guernsey. <laughs> Ashton Kutcher comes out. He's like, ah. <laughs> but I just would have imagined there were ways to pretend you're a defender instead. You know, maybe not responsible for <laughs> Go scoring for the goals. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Especially in the EPL. You could be like, hey, man, that, uh, that striker's on 300 million pounds a second. Yeah. I'm just a newbie. I, I, it's going to be about four or five seasons the, the, to get uh, up to scratch here. The Vinnie Jones uh, method he could have gone. I guess. Yeah. yeah, just belt someone, get suspended, and still get paid. Well, you sl- slide tackle aggressively, and it looks like you're actually trying to do your proper job. Yeah, you know, that's a good slide tackle. I'm starting to think well, I've got a future here. Again, though, we are overestimating that he knows what a slide, slide tackle is. It's very true. By all accounts, we c- can't really say how much organised football he'd played before or debuting in the hats. English Premier League. Yep. <laughs> well, he, he knew who George Way's name. We'll give him that much. He knew that. Who's the, the current? <laughs> no, just think if you rang up um, the Melbourne Victory today and said, "Hi, it's Lionel Messi. My cousin's pretty good. Can you give him a go?" Yeah. Maybe that's what Usain Bolt did actually with the Mariners. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, I got people to turn up. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm I do love the fact he scored a couple of goals, and uh, I saw the goals he scored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The goalkeeper didn't quite jump out of the way, but uh, <laughs> certainly didn't. Put the maximum. It's one of those ones where at the start of the match, like the scratch match, it's like, mate, we're not here to watch you defend. I've we're watch, we're yeah. here to watch him win. I've seen harder goals in the uh, Ted Witten's EJ, EJ Witten Legends game. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Do you reckon uh, Boulder get a Guernsey in the EJ Witten Legends game? Yeah, of course he would. I think if you asked for it, he'd get it. They gave Strawny one. This is very true. I mean, Andy Lee. And Hamish got it, Guernsey. I don't think at the, least they're the funny. Strawny hasn't been funny for quite some time. Uh, I, I found him funny in short what, moments, in far apart. Two thousand and seven. I did buy his book. But for, he a book? yeah, he wrote a book. Yeah, in character. Yeah, in character. Uh, I I got a couple of laughs out of it um, for the six dollars that I paid for it. It was uh, only a couple. As far as Griffin would say, it so was paid, a six shitter. <laughs> paid two bucks no. per laugh. No, it wasn't a six-shitter. Three-shitter? It was, yeah, much, much less. The only joke I remember was um, uh, it was a report card for one of his teachers and said, uh, Strawny needs to stop insisting that uh, he is Italian, uh, that he can speak Italian, um, even though he insists, I can speak of the Italian, <laughs> because he's half woke. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, all right, so I think that's our loose unit. Have we got anything else to tie up? There's nothing to say about football because nothing's really happened in the last... No, has that stopped the media pretending that something's happened? Though? They've tried. Oh, They've tried their best. There's been left, right, and center. Caroline Wilson had a whole bunch of shit come out. and uh, It's one of those ones where you, you know that they're just trading crap stories. Someone's writing about 40 crap stories a week and just farming them out under different names, just yeah. white-labeling them. Like When do AFL journalists take their annual leave? Well, it used to be I the same time as the uh, the teams took their trips because they used to actually go with them. There was um, oh fuck, I've forgotten his name. How did that go wrong? Uh, no, Brian. Oh, they called him. Know. They called him Poison Pen. Um, he used okay. to actually go on Palmer. Sure, remember that? I think it's Brian Palmer. Yeah, he used to. He wrote for the Truth and the Age and a whole bunch of other papers, but he used to actually go on leave with the teams. Right. But there was always the understanding that he he get shit faced with them, <laughs> and. Uh, there was stuff you could report on and stuff you couldn't. So he'd report on the biggest fuck up of yeah. the of the trip, but not the other ones. And it was kind of just like, all right, Davo's taken one for the team. Yes, he's a fucking idiot, but you're not talking about Jack Dyer punching that dude, are you? You're not. All right, we're on board. Because um, that was when Jack Dyer was one of the untouchables, right? To a limit. Okay, we're talking the fifties now, then. 
Well, he started back then. Right, okay. Back when the prostitutes would line up around the block to uh, get their ad in the paper. Talk about Collingwood fans like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it has been struggling for stories. I saw there was one that, you know, eight or nine Swans players tested, uh, self-reported after their 2012 grand final win. Um, I think I'm only surprised that it was only well, eight or nine. The rest of it's still say. going. Like, no, 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 <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow. They've won a grand final. Yeah, blow off some steam. They yeah. should... A week after the grand final, just give them a, a week's grace. Just like, mate, we're not yeah. testing this week. Yeah. You know. I'm pretty sure that's on the back of the medallion. Just, you know, yeah. get out of testing free. Yeah, it's, it's a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think we, you got anything else? Uh, no. We might wrap it up for that's this a week. a bunch of bollocks, but uh, yeah, nothing that funny. Yeah. All right, we'll do. Yeah, good yeah, luck. Done. Peace, see ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.